So we should do it at the very top? Sure. Welcome to the process. Sure. I'm John Lee. (laughs) We can just fade there. Okay. Hey, welcome to the process, the show where we talk to creative people about their creative processes. I'm Kevin Hugerworth. And I'm John Lee. (laughs) I'm so tired today. I'm so tired. It's not even... It's noon. Oh, it's noon. I feel like I I just rolled out of bed. Yeah, and I I got my coffee, too. I'm like, I've been going, going, going for like three straight days, which I haven't been doing as much lately because like I graduated. Well, and you I had an excellent house job. show. I did. I had the house show featuring uh, guests of the from an earlier episode, Marina Price, and then some other people. <laughs> Vervex. Um, Vervex, Nick Gigina. Gigina. Um, yeah, it was, it was like a perfect show. It was like exactly how I wanted it to go. <laughs> and it was just fun. It was, it was a good it was, time. It was fine. I mean, I, like it was. Nah, role reversal. <laughs> you said something was good, and then I responded. Yeah, like, whatever, John. It was fine. It, it was, was fine. great. No, no it, was, it was fun. It was like the kind of thing where, like, I was I started setting up for the show at like eleven in the morning, um, and then uh, the show was at like eight or something, and then like it all came together. We didn't have too many people. We didn't have too few people. All it the was a really great. mellow crowd too. Yeah. yeah. Like mellow, not like, and they were like not into it. Like they were into it, but like no one was rowdy. Like right, it was, yeah. And, and you didn't have to be like. Who's stealing stuff? Exactly, which was a concern. I was like, something's getting stolen, something's getting broken. I actually (laughs) broke the only thing. I broke a lamp. (laughs) Before Uh, anyone showed up. (laughs) Broke a lamp sitting up. Yeah. And there's like that stigma with house shows too, that like, oh, it's a house show, so it's like, it can only be so good if it's in somebody's house. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Oh, thanks, John. Yeah. Better than a normal show. (laughs) It was very intimate. Yeah. It was uh, very personal. It wasn't, you had to pay a cover. Did you make a lot of money? (laughs) We made, uh, including the $5 that Nick put in and forgot to take out, (laughs) we made $13. Yeah. So I owe uh, any of the performers listening, uh, we forgot to do that. I owe you all $2. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I spent more in snack money than we made. It's like two bus rides. I don't expect to make the money. Like it was, I didn't do it to make money. It was fun. I wanted to do it. I was, all, I was gonna also talk about uh, <laughs> uh, why I'm so tired. Let me, let me gather my thought. I'll cut this out. Talk. It's <laughs> no, so I like. It's raw. I'm I so like tired. I'm so <laughs> tired. It didn't help. Uh, employer, potential employers, don't listen to this part. I had a weed <laughs> snickerdoodle last night. <laughs> so I'm so like, I'm so I groggy. I, uh, was, was that after we recorded? It was after we recorded. Okay. I was, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to jeopardize, I'm not going to jeopardize <laughs> right the integrity of our show, John. Uh, yeah, we recorded an episode. So basically, what did I do? I did the show, show day, which was like an all day thing. And then I did... Uh, six hours of, of, like, heavy lifting stuff, including moving, like, a 400-pound safe down a flight of stairs, which, uh, d- despite, despite the name, uh, very unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> Not a safe thing Not to do. Safe. Uh, the guy in charge, he, like, left for 20 minutes, and me and this other guy were like, we can't move this fucking safe. We're not doing it. And then we're like, where'd he go? We don't know. We didn't know where he was. And he came back with, like, two guys he found, like, just walking around. Just on the street? I guess so. Or, like, he was, like, knocking on doors. I don't know. He uh. found two guys, and one of them was, like, a former bodybuilder. And we couldn't, like, lay the safe down on, like, its back. Because, uh, like, there wasn't enough space. So we had to, like, t- it was, like, tall. Like, as tall as me. We had to, like, put it at the top of the stairs, like, standing up. And like push it down towards people below us, and so it's like I wasn't in the position where I was gonna die, which was like the great. But also, I now have the responsibility of I might kill somebody today. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what else? What was I'm extremely other? sore. I went to the gym for the first time in months, 
and I'm just sore everywhere. <laughs> Which gym? Like, Fitness uh, Evolution? No. Uh, oh, you paid, you paid the expensive Fitness. You paid for the expensive uh, one. Yeah. That was a bad and financial it was so, choice. Everything is heavy there. <laughs> And it's so I'm so sore to the point where like you go to the bathroom, you're like, I don't know if I can get up from this toilet. <laughs> like, I'm so sore. Yeah, no, you well, you were at my, you were here, and you like I made you move your car, and you're like, I can't. <laughs> That's the worst thing ever. <laughs> and I also um, got a call from Macy's today. It was like a one eight hundred number, and they're I thought it was at first I thought it was like a come down to Macy's get twenty percent off shoes or something, but they're like, is this John Lee? I'm like, yeah. They're like, you owe us two hundred dollars, <laughs> and I was like, what? No, like, that's like, I haven't <laughs> been to Macy's in like six months. Like, there's no way, only $200. Apparently, I had got shoes there like six months ago. Okay. And it was like 100 bucks for the shoes. And the guy was like, do you want to open up an account with us? And I thought, just thought that <laughs> meant like, you get like reward points or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And he was like, and he charged it to the Macy's account, not to my actual credit oh, card. Oh, no! And so, like, I thought, I was like, okay, great. And I just went on my merry way, and apparently, like, after 25 days, that, like, gains interest. Okay. And then there are late fees on top of that. <laughs> so, like, oh. apparently they, and I moved, too, so, like, they kept, like, mailing me, like, hey, you owe us money, but, like, yeah, I never yeah. got the mail. And then, finally, I got a call from, like, oh, it's a Macy's rewards promo. And that then sucks. I need to find out that I owe them, like... Wait, did you get out of it, or did you have no, to, No, like, I, was, you... I was just like, uh, I was like, well, you bought the shoes, and this is, like, what... <laughs> no. I got, it was, it was completely my fault, because I just, like, I had agreed to something that, like, I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I feel like you're only... Open the I account. feel like you're only accepting the blame because you work at Verizon, and they do that shit all the time. <laughs> but, like, any normal I, person is like, this is so... This is bullshit, is, <laughs> I, I don't have to... I shouldn't I have to pay this. I didn't want to fight it, and I knew that I would... There's a very good chance that I would have gone through, like, a six-hour discussion with this lady only to find out that I have to pay it. You know what I mean? Like, Who do we got on our show today, John? Today we have improviser Jane Mitchell from the Upfront Theater. So much fun to talk yeah, to Yeah, she's great. That's fun. Very, very fun. And we joined them in a conversation already in progress. There it is. <laughs> That's one unique thing about me. <laughs> no one else likes me. I like uh, to not be cold. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I uh, have you always have you always liked. You know, I, I started I mean, with jackets. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, now I'm, you keep getting up. I'm sorry. I keep getting into. I was. I'm sorry. I'm this trying. is twice now that I've almost gotten to the first question, and you're like, gotta fix something important. There we go. Perfect. Wow, well, I meant to put in an earring, and I didn't. Don't tell the listeners at home. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late. Hey, it's you just right. told them you yourself. Told them yourself. Yeah. We're leaving that in. <laughs> All right, you, do you want to ask the first question? Yeah, I was just gonna ask how uh, right. how long have you been have been at it improvising? I've been improvising for just I guess three ish years now. I've been I started taking class at the Upfront three years ago because uh-huh. I went on this really just horrendous date at the Upfront mm-hmm. and it was. It was awful, but it, I had no idea that place was there. I had just gotten to college, and I didn't know that that existed. Uh-huh. And Ryan was there, and I was sort of just trying to not focus on how bad the date was. So, but I was, <laughs> so I was planning my future. What do you remember? What the show was? Yeah, it was Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Okay, and, and then some, was it just <clears> another <throat> student was like, "Hey, was we, this is three dollar improv show?" And, Downtown. Yeah, and he, <laughs> I I hope he hasn't like kept up with my life and is supporting me because maybe listen, but it was a bad oh, date. I remember, should... I remember I had that great date and I'm gonna yeah, listen to her episode. Yeah, she, no, he, <laughs> oh no, I would feel really bad, but also was like, it mutually? Both of you guys? No, were like, no, no, oh, no. Oh man, um, he thought it went great. No, 
probably there's no way he could have <laughs> yeah. thought it went great okay he got really drunk so we had to stay for the second show which was stand-up uh-huh. And that was, you know, fine, but I was just a little irritated that right. the person had driven me somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> was... Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, so okay. you were trapped. <laughs> yeah, so we so had to stay for the second yeah. show because we just couldn't uh, leave. Yikes. So. Yeah, so it was... So it, a great first experience at the upfront. Yeah, but I it was very easy to separate the two. I was like, you're awful. This place uh-huh. is nice. And then <laughs> I started, that was in probably November, and I started taking classes there in January. Uh-huh. How familiar with improv were you before? Not... Okay. I was I had been reading about it for years because I'd always wanted to do it. Um, I'd been, but not reading about. It. I would mm-hmm. read about like what Tina Fey liked. To, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, who I just she pictured hung you out like with. in a library. Like. Yeah, no, it was much less important than that. Um, but I had always planned on improvising. Uh-huh. I just I never expected to like it. Gotcha. It was just like, well, this is the thing I have to do. It was like <laughs> if I, it was like me planning to buy a tool. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, and then I'll get this tool and right, then I'll yeah. be a carpenter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you just you just sign up by yourself. By yourself? Did you like take classes with a bunch of friends or? No, I signed up by myself, uh-huh. and I've always been, basically been the youngest person uh-huh. in yeah. my community. How there. old are you? Twenty two. Twenty two. How long have you been on main stage? A year and a half. Wow. So you got called up to main stage quick i mean yeah yeah is it, but back then was it just like open auditions and then they were just no like... i was in satellite i auditioned in uh-huh. so a year after i started taking classes there i auditioned into satellite and i got in and then i was in satellite for like the two sessions so uh-huh. through um august and then i was right. called up right after that and yeah it so, was great so how old were you when you got called up i just turned 21 21 which okay. was fun yeah. <laughs> it was fun to get called up after it because it sucks because uh-huh. everyone always goes out after shows and right. they're like oh or we could get a 12 person uh, table yeah. at a restaurant <laughs> drink a and they drink before shows and so it's like, yeah. it's like you get left out like that was what summer I yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah it's yeah you're just sort of like oh that looks fun and mm-hmm. cool and like yeah, because I remember when I did stand-up as a freshman there, they'd be like, you don't get paid, but you get a free beer. Yeah. I'm like, great, I'll take a Pellegrino. I know, flavor. I would always just sort of take advantage of it as much as I could and take like six popcorns. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're equivalent. Um, so when you were taking, cl- taking classes for like a year, did that seem like a really long journey? It was, it was your end game like, I'm going to get on main stage and impress, or was it just like, I'm just taking classes to learn? I just wanted to take classes to learn. I never really pictured auditioning into sat I also didn't sign myself up to audition into satellite I was mm-hmm. I was working at the upfront I got so once I start I started taking classes there in January and then I got hired to be beer girl in the front okay. um in September which is the best job ever you work for an hour and a half and then can watch two improv shows for yeah. free and there's popcorn that no one cares <laughs> if you take and popcorn's a common theme with me in life <laughs> popcorn's really important I'm glad I brought it up twice but, um, so I, I had talked about wanting to audition, but I, I'm kind of bashful about that kind of thing, I guess. And so I was just like, well, there's no reason to audition because yeah. I'm a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. Well, I'll write my name on there. It'll immediately be erased. Yeah. Cause who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Um, but Billy signed me up for an audition uh-huh. cause he's like, you really do want to do it though. Don't you? I'm right. like, yeah, but I'm a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, piece of crap. You're uh-huh. auditioning it too. Okay. And so this piece of crap audition. <laughs> um, got it. Obviously. I mean, yeah. what, what were your feelings going into it? Is just, were you extremely nervous or was it sort of like, you know what? I, I get it. Either don't take it or leave it. Yeah. I was a little nervous, but I also felt, I felt ready to do 
my best, I think. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I was confident that I would do my best. I had read about audition. I had never auditioned for anything before. I didn't do theater in high school or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was in a play when I was eight. But I sort of so you did have you did have some experience. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, I did. I what? was a tour guide. <laughs> it was very, very a prominent. It was very, very a prominent. But um, what were we? About satellite auditions. Oh yeah, yeah I was. I had read about like what to wear and stuff, and I was sort okay. of appalled when I got there that other people hadn't done that because I was just so I was taking this thing so Wait, seriously. What do you wear? To just all black? You just look pretty good. Like okay. you just look nice, and okay, <clears throat> you just don't. And there's all these things like don't be overly familiar with the people that you're auditioning for, uh-huh. and everyone and I knew them all because I had worked there, and yeah. so I was just like, all right, eye on the prize, like don't right. even look at him, don't <laughs> even look <laughs> at him, and then everyone else was like hand boning it up, and uh-huh. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, and I always hate it when like I think that something is professional and people aren't being professional. I glare I a lot. That's yeah. like probably mm-hmm. the most that I glare is I'm like. <laughs> Don't you get it? You were supposed to Sorry. wear black pants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talk about the transition from, like, I guess first from, like, being a student to being on satellite, which is, like, a pretty big jump, and then, like, from the, the jump from, like, satellite to main stage. Like, what was that like? Yeah. I think in both of them, you just get exponentially better super quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, student to satellite. <laughs> when I was on satellite, we didn't have a rehearsal or any guidance, <laughs> but we had two shows a month. And all, okay. I mean, they were awful. Like they were so bad because we just didn't, we didn't ever meet. We didn't, Tobias, um, he got us a rehearsal. Ugh, I did the thing that I hate when people do on the show where they're like name dropping, but they're yeah. like yeah. local friends. Well, and we'll, say, right. we'll say that the Ryan she mentioned earlier is Ryan like Styles. Styles. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then Tobias <laughs> no, is... You can name drop Ryan Styles, but Tobias... <laughs> Uh, Tobias Childs. Childs. Uh, we'll probably have him on the show at yeah. some point. Precious local, local guy. improviser and yeah. comedian. And precious little guy. Precious. He's right. Pre- precious. He's very small. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, like he's, pocket size. He's a little thimble, really. <laughs> Just a little thimble of a gay. Um, <clears throat> he eventually organized rehearsals for us outside of the space mm-hmm. at the Mount Baker Encore Room. And it was the first time we had rehearsed together. And we were doing hour-long shows like people were paying to come see our show and they were just like <laughs> they were hour-long shows oh, yeah, there, it was, we had wow. two hour long it was just it was like, the 10 o'clock at that time too right? yeah, yeah and so they were just awful like they were and because bad improv's like bad right like, yeah. bad improv sucks and so they were awful and we started to get better and uh-huh. better what were some of the things that you wish you could have told student jane at that time when you were like up on like the notes mm. that you could have given your you could have given yourself. I think that I was kind of I didn't trust enough. And uh-huh. I, I heard you talk about this in one episode, Kevin, because mm-hmm. it's satellite's a weird wolf. Like you don't really trust anyone. And it's not because of them and it's not because of you. It's just like the nature of this thing where you're not uh-huh. working together that mm-hmm. often. And but there's this huge requirement of trust and it's just really hard to feel that sometimes especially when the shows are just so bad so (laughs) i i think i was a little bit of an asshole like a little bit Uh steamrolly and and i hate that i think that's so such bad improv but i well it's tough sometimes when like you see someone do improv for the first time and they do poorly and then from then on you're just that's you just label them as like yeah and then for like the (laughs) 
no matter what scene you do with them, you're gonna be like wary, like okay. Mm-hmm. You probably, I know. <laughs> I saw that one show of yours that sucked, and so I'm I'm just kind of be I'm gonna tiptoe around you, like. And it takes forever for you to recontextualize them. You're like, oh, yeah. you aren't a moron. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry yeah. for the way I've treated yeah. you the entire time I've known you. Yeah. Well, I think I think just the way satellite cycles too, like because yeah. you do two sessions, and like by the time you're like, I trust everybody. That's yeah. like new people are coming in, and yeah. the people you trust are leaving. So it's like you just gotta get used to new people. And it's cool by the second session you're kind of used to the chaos of it and you sort of get high off the chaos like wow (laughs) we don't no one knows what they're doing and I don't know what I'm doing and this is great no Um, totally yeah transitioning from satellite to main stage I just felt like I was getting rapidly better just because I mean if you're not there's something wrong you can perform Uh constantly like you're doing like five six shows a week and Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's what the first five months of Satellite, or I guess the first three months of Satellite at the time, you're doing in a week. So, uh-huh. it, I mean, you're, you're the youngest person on main stage at the time. Are, are you still? Probably I am. still, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you feel... I, don't, I, don't, I always hate being the youngest in any room. Yeah. Like, uh, it, I don't know, like, you feel like you're just kind of in the corner and they're having, everyone's having their adult conversations and you're like, I've maybe, maybe I'll contribute. I don't know. But yeah. I don't feel like it though. I had the benefit of getting to know them through working in the front mm-hmm. uh-huh. a little bit and I've noticed that I'm only offended by people being exclusive about my age when it's from a man. Okay. <laughs> it, anytime a woman on main stage is like, well, you wouldn't get it. You're too young. I'm right. like, oh, you're hilarious. Yeah. And then if a guy does it, I'm like, well, fuck you. Like, yeah. I can do anything I want. I am a superhero. Superhero. So <clears throat> that's a plug for heroes all of March. Um, <laughs> the upfront theater, eight and ten p.m. Friday and Saturday. We only do plugs in Act Three. We have never yeah, done a plug plugging. out of order. Yeah. We have never talked. Cut that out. Cut it out because I also like sort of keep yeah. coughing in this tiny way. <laughs> uh, talk about like the the community at like the upfront because like yeah. and what it's like to be in like kind of like this community of creative people and like you know competing egos too. I think is interesting to me being in like a, a performing group and that kind of thing. I don't know how has that how has that been. Yeah, it's it's been the best, and it's also, I mean, challenging at times. Mm-hmm. I I think that, sort of going off the last question, too, when I first got in, I thought that I should be quiet and be nice, and I think that those things are important <laughs> for a little while to figure mm-hmm. out what the group dynamic is mm-hmm. and just sort of be respectful, and, and not in, like, a scary, I just sat there way, but I just, I think that it matters to listen and wait and form an opinion and then sort of participate or like insert yourself into the group um the group there's really welcoming and i too quickly like uh, he would love it if i brought him up so i don't even care (laughs) james Tweedell and i scream at each other all the time like he um He's someone I improvise with at the upfront and who you both know, but I'm trying to stop myself from doing the thing that I hate that people do. Um, So pretty quickly, we would have small artistic differences. Uh And um, I I was thinking the other day, I realized that the first time I screamed at James in the green room, I had only been on main stage for two months. And I think about that now, like, wow, I would not have done that to anyone else that Uh I didn't have the balls to say that to Sally or something. I'm Mm -hmm. doing the thing. I'm learning it's impossible. It's impossible. Sally also on main stage. (laughs) (laughs) These are my friends. I'll put in a picture. Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, these where do these differences come from? Because they're very like they're very real and improv, but at the same time, it's like we did just make this up like ten minutes ago. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that a lot of times in the heat of the moment, you forget that there isn't a right choice. Right. And so, 
you you get upset that people weren't making the right choice, but that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, um, and for James and I, we uh, we <laughs> like to fight about the type of improv. James is really into short form improv, uh-huh. and I am less so. And so, usually, if we're like sleep deprived enough and have been together for too long, we'll start to fight about that too. What <laughs> so. um, a lot of people who are like just starting doing to do improv. A lot of people want to know is like, where do you go when a scene is dying, or when you feel like a scene is just like completely just spiraling downwards? Yeah, that's a feeling I know super well. I, I guess I don't have the answer, but an answer that I is just commit even harder. Yeah, (laughs) I think that just committing even harder. It, mm-hmm. And that sounds so stupid. It right. sounds like, we'll do your best. Yeah. Like, that, that's not what yeah. I... Well, because the instinct for a lot of people is just to be like, oh, this is dying, I'm going to take, like, a 180 and do something else, right? Yeah. Because, like, clearly the choice I made was wrong, so now I'm going to go the yeah. complete opposite direction. But And, and I think that I, the hardest thing to see when you're watching is a bad scene, a scene that's going downhill super fast, Mm -hmm. and one person disengages to leave that burden on their scene partner. Oh, yeah. And I think that there can be something so beautiful and powerful about feeling that failure together. Wow, this is, this just fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And just, but you're doing it together and you're connecting and that's so Mm. palpable, that connection and the energy that comes from it. And I think that there's joy in that connection, mm-hmm. even when it's because you're like, wow, we're bonding because we're a little embarrassed and everyone knows that this is bad. Are you okay? I just hit my funny bone. Oh. I'm like, I can't feel like two of my fingers now. Oh. <laughs> I began to say something and then I stopped and I sort of had hoped that I hadn't uttered enough of a sound <laughs> that you both would patiently wait but, to hear yeah. what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. We were both on the edge. Yeah, yeah no, I we were like, that was, that was a, yeah. I think that was a true say. silent moment of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I was, like, I was gonna say something, so I stopped. I think we all did it, and then it was all like, and it, I thought it was beautiful. Silences, and then we named it. We named it, and yeah, we named it together. That's I great. thought that was probably the tiniest sound, and no one heard it. And then I looked up, and you were like, "Whoop!" <laughs> what? Uh, so, can you tell us about uh, your very first uh, main stage show? And do you remember what the format was? Yeah, yeah, it was Truth Be Told, which is a worse version of UCB's Ass Cats. Okay, it's um, scenes based off of monologues mm-hmm. and which i think is really fun mm-hmm. um and yeah i i wore <laughs> i remember what i wore because people made fun of me for it. they're like why did you button your like, shirt all the way up <laughs> because <laughs> because i'm an artist wearing now. Black pants? yeah <laughs> and i was wearing black pants <laughs> um yeah i i remember bits and pieces about the show i remember doing a scene with my friend from the upfront, Chris Erickson. <laughs> Artistic director. Artistic, Artistic director, director. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's not yeah. just my little bud. Uh-huh. <laughs> you matter, Chris. Yeah. Um, he doesn't listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will now. <laughs> Plug for Chris. <laughs> nice guy. Um, yeah, I guess I don't really... I felt really good about it afterwards. Uh-huh. I felt supported and I felt... Like, I contributed, and I didn't feel like people were being polite when they were saying okay. that. Yeah, because the other thing worse about, like, the show ends, and you're like, shoot, it's over? I didn't do anything. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes, I don't know, if you know like sometimes you weren't called. How, how do you deal with that? Because, like, the supposedly, like, the best walk-on is the walk-on that never comes on, right? But then it's yeah. like, you're still part of the show, right? So how do you find that balance between uh, only coming on when you're needed 
but still making like enough of a presence to the point where like, hey, I want to have an equal slice of the pie here. Yeah. I think that for me, sort of with our more formatted shows, you really just know what that looks like ahead of time. Like, you know, if you're a supporting role in the show instead of um, one of the main cast members. Like, sometimes our shows will have three people that are the characters and three people that are auxiliary right, people right. that do supporting roles. Um, so as auxiliary, you kind of know that you know what that feels like, and it feels different, and it takes a while to learn that, and that's sort of an upsetting curve. You're just sort mm-hmm. of doing it wrong until you get it. But I guess you just feel it out. That's such a weird answer, but you just sort yeah. of figure it out. And Thursdays are such a weird wolf, that 8 o'clock show, because... Um, there's such a varying amount of people, and sometimes we'll do a set with all, like, 12 of us. Right. Oh, And sometimes really? it's four. Yeah. And those are just, like, open montages. Yeah. Wow, that's so many people. Sometimes crazy, we're yeah. just feeling, like, like needy, and we're like, we uh-huh. want to be together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, on, on those occasions, <laughs> we make a bad choice uh-huh. and have 12 of us do the show, and... Um, it doesn't happen very often. I think usually I'm begging them to do it. So I guess I'm needy and people are nice. <laughs> but um, I think that you you just sort of know what it's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to explain it. it. It's just something that you feel out, I guess. Oh, yeah, I, it's, I, mean, I think that's like, that's just improv in general, I think. It's like, it's like the kind of thing where it's like you put all this information in your head, but you just have to do it a lot. Yeah. Like I was telling one of the satellite members this, like, just keep doing shows. Like here, here's like the, all the advice I can give, but like improv is such a, it sinks in over time, kind of like art form that it's like, you just got to keep doing it, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Cause it feels awful sometimes. Sometimes it feels like the worst and you take that to be some kind of sign. You're like, Oh yeah. People that are great don't have these feelings. Yeah. So I'm going to move to a rural community and farm and get some sort of dog. Take us, take us through uh, Jane Mitchell after a bad show. What is that? Oh. <laughs> I mean, is it sort of like go back to the green moon, like nobody, nobody talked to me, or is it? How, how does that? How does that look? That like? there can be, there. There's a couple different uh, situations here. One is I've had a bad show, and one is we've had a bad show. Mm-hmm. And those we've had a bad show. I want us all to go out and mm-hmm. have drinks and connect because right. it's it's kind of like what we were talking about before. We all drowned in the sinking ship like no one was sitting on the door being an asshole like all of us died and so there's there's a camaraderie to it you all share the burden yeah Yeah. and then if i've had a bad show i i think i'm just an asshole like i just (laughs) i get really contemplative maybe i just want to think about it and i want to think about what i would have done differently Uh and not to such a crazy degree and probably not even to such a degree that would be helpful even right. <laughs> it's just um but yeah if i've had a bad show i i try to think about if it was something i had going in the show if it was something i was doing doing in the moment or uh-huh. if i had like a bad you know pizza or something <laughs> earlier and just, my stomach was ablaze yeah. and i couldn't think well that's the thing that can be so frustrating about improv like stand-up is one thing or if like if you bomb it's like okay i'll like rework these jokes and tell them again but you can't just like recreate the scene that you did right mm-hmm. it's like yeah. you'll, you'll think it's like oh maybe if i think hard enough about what i would have done i can change time <laughs> like oh that's 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 one of the most like frustrating things about improv was like you just go over like some scene that you messed up over and over again only to find out that like you can never recreate that yeah. situation yeah yeah, totally. And and kind of another difference is 
you can gauge the success of your joke by a laugh. Mm -hmm. And laughs for us kind of teach us bad habits a lot of times, I think. Because <laughs> I think one thing I really like about improv and one thing that's just like super fucking frustrating about improv is as an audience member who's not reading about improv or just, just most people, mm -hmm. you kind of can't tell who's doing good improv or not. If that makes sense. That totally makes sense. A yeah, lot yeah. of times making bad choices that make things hard for everyone is hilarious. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so that's tricky. And so I think yeah. that it, I think that stand up's really hard and I'm really bad at it. And that like, this isn't me being like, yes, improv's impossible. And <laughs> yeah. I, just, I really respect stand up yeah. and I, I want that to be clear, but I do think that, um, it, you can get introspective yeah. because you sort of can't pinpoint what it is that went wrong right. sometimes. Because yeah. sometimes the audience is just wrong. I don't know. Yeah, like, like, like I'll be watching a show and someone makes, like, the stupid obvious joke and everyone loves it. And I'm like, stop it, everybody. I know. Like, like, you're teaching them a bad thing. And yeah. I'm so guilty of that. I, I definitely have learned bad habits that I... There's some bad habits that I have that I'm aware of, and definitely some that I'm, I'm sure I'm just blissfully <laughs> ignorant to. But can you yeah. talk to talk uh, elaborate oh, on some uh, on, the, oh. on the on the ones you're ignorant of? Like, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my really bad habits is, <laughs> um, I usually forego good improv to just fuck with my friend Caleb from the upfront <laughs> in a scene. And he said that to me later. He's like, Jane, I really like that you're willing to do bad improv. You just sort of make fun of me. It's <laughs> like, good. Yeah, you did that to me in the show yesterday when I couldn't name T's. You were like, name one more T. <laughs> 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 and I was like, blueberry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it is funny. Like, it's yeah, fun. It's, I and, it's... I, and I kind of can only do that to friends. You know, right, there's yeah. kind of uh -huh. a certain level of trust. I would uh -huh. like to think. This is maybe me giving myself too much credit. I'm like, I'm only nice to people that are... Or I'm only mean to people that I'm nice to uh -huh. before. Or some other sort of confusing <laughs> thesis like that. So where are you from? I'm from Lake Taps, Washington, which is just a little over two hours south of here. And is a weird, freakish place. It's a man-made lake with an island on it. <laughs> and that's where I grew up. <laughs> is that where you're from? Uh, is that where you were born? Yeah, I mean, I was born in one of the, like, I think... Where was I born? Federal Way? Renton? <laughs> I was born nearby. Nearby. <laughs> and I lived in Auburn, Washington until I was eight. And then I moved up to Lake Taps. High school experience, uh, oh, positive, scale of 110. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, I hated high school, so thumbs down. A one. That's that's just good. I, I like people who hated yeah. high school. I know. I, when people are like, oh, great times. I'm like, we probably can't even talk about right, music yeah. or something. Like, you just, your, your scale of everything is fucking warped. Yeah. Well, that's also interesting when people we found on the, on the show say they had a great time in high school. I always follow up with like, so how was your first year at Western? And they all say it sucked. Oh, <laughs> like if they're, yeah. if they're, if they had a great time in high that's, school, oh, then like, yeah, I guess that's, then that's usually their first yeah. year of college is like not that great. <laughs> I had fun in high school, but I just, I wasn't, I thought high school was really hard having that. Like I thought college was super simple comparatively. Uh -huh. I thought that it was really hard to have six things that were due every single day, that right. kind of, thing yeah, and I just I thought it was hard and I was just kind of 
it was hard to do all the work and also be stoned all the time. And that was frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, I worked a lot in high school and I think that allowed me to have a more fun college experience because I was saving for college the Mm -hmm. whole time. And so that was, that was sort of my extracurricular, but I, I played soccer until, um, I'd always thought that I was good at soccer, but it was it was just because I was like I had developed really young and I had these like gigantic hips and so I could just sort of like bop somebody to the side and they just <laughs> and it was like drunk with power and then everyone else got hips and just sort of got better. It's like, oh man. And I was what? like, Well, I'm gonna get a my, job. My super when everyone's super, no one is. Exactly. So I took my non super fucking hips to the <laughs> job store and i bought myself a job uh so were, did you consider yourself a creative type back in like middle school high school because you said you weren't like involved in any plays or anything like yeah, that. yeah now i think that i would i don't think i would have considered myself creative i know looking back i can tell that my parents who are very hands-off which is literally how they've described themselves uh-huh. like we're laser fair parents uh-huh. and which i recently told kevin i don't think that you can put a French word on it and just make it sound like super fancy, but they're, I have the best parents ever. They're wonderful. And they, they just try not to shove stuff in my like face. They try Um. to guide me instead of push, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so looking back, I kind of see all these moments where they were like, you need a creative outlet. (laughs) We're desperately begging you, please. one day <laughs> my mom just came home and from work and was like morosely unloading her car and just in like the most melancholy way handed me this giant cork board and was like decorate this or something <laughs> I don't know like, so I think I was just always like this sort of like ah like manic like I didn't know that I needed an outlet but right. I desperately mm-hmm. needed one um so, yeah, I guess I didn't think of myself as creative. I I always knew I, I loved writing, and I knew that I was good at writing, mm-hmm. and I knew mm-hmm. I always wanted to write sketch comedy professionally. Mm-hmm. Like, I that was something I knew from the age of 12 on, but that right. didn't um, somehow inspire me to write sketch comedy in high school, as I've noticed <laughs> for many people who want to write sketch right. comedy. They experience something. So I guess, like, where did the need to go on stage come from? I uh, know. I, I never expected that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, as a kid, were you, like, kind of shy as a kid, or were you, like, always seeking attention? Uh, you know, both. Um, I was super, super shy. I have summer birthday, so I'm I'm too old summer birthday instead of too young summer birthday. Okay. okay. Because I was too shy to go into kindergarten, which, like, makes people squeal with delight uh-huh. now because I'm so obnoxious. But, um, yeah, I was really, really shy and just sort of, like, melancholy when I was a right. child. I've said melancholy <laughs> twice already in Act 2. It's, good. A, good, it's a good word. It's a good, a good Act 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... <clears throat> Excuse me, I stop coughing. I, I know, stop. Just... Co- we invited you on the show, <laughs> and you have a cough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, like I said, I'd always thought that I would improvise as a tool for writing, and mm-hmm. so I never really pictured. But I always known that I was like funnyish. Like you're when you're funnyish, you're aware. You, right. you know, you get yeah. it. And so, do you remember like at what age? Do you do you remember like? Like, yeah, you look around at, like, a group of people laughing, like, yeah, I've got this. I did that. Yeah. It was probably, I guess maybe when I came (laughs) into my new school, I'm laughing, thinking about it. Middle school or high school? um, Yeah, it would have been my elementary school. So when I moved to Lake Taps Um, and I began going to school there, 
I think I was just like, well, I already have boobs and no one else does, uh-huh. so it's time to like crack some jokes. Right. And um, I, I was just sort of, uh, yeah, I, I think that must have been when it was. I was very creatively motivated before that, I guess, now that uh-huh. I'm thinking about it. In third grade, I started a newspaper for our classroom uh-huh. like, with all the current events, and I called it the coffee break, and I wrote every section and didn't let anyone contribute, and I cast it out to everyone. My mom would, like, print it off. And, um, that is adorable. <clears throat> well, none of us were allowed to drink coffee, yeah. too, so I don't know where they... I just <laughs> remember that the other day. I was like, oh, good job, Jane. You did do something pretty good. Um, I'm just picturing you, like, doing that without even, like, the teacher's permission. Like, yeah. Like, stopping the class. <laughs> I made this. You're subverting the... T- like, get to the real story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, my newspaper, it promoted anarchy. It was, it was an anarchist <laughs> journal. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. Like, back when you were, like, in elementary school... You Usually, like, the need to be funny doesn't, be like, come from, like, hey, I fit in, and, and like, and I'm perfectly normal, and everybody likes me, and so I yeah. also have the need to be funny, too. Totally. You think that's what people assume, but it's usually something that, like, this is something that sets me apart, and yeah. so like, that's where the need to be funny comes from. It's a from. big truck, you know? Yeah. It's like you're just trying to <laughs> distract from this other thing that maybe only you see, but... Right, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. It's, it's like, a, I'm gonna make myself the joke... Before anybody else can. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. And so I think that there, for that reason, it doesn't really develop until a little later, simply because you don't know to hate yourself yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, God, I didn't realize I had all these years of not hating myself. Right. I really could have been busier. I mean, I think that if, when, once you get to, like, middle school, high school, I think it goes away a little bit. I was, I was definitely, like a bit of a ham in elementary school and then I got to middle school and then like the hating yourselves years come about and you're yeah. like you, see, you crack like like half as many jokes right and you're, you're it's still there but it's it's they're sad jokes yeah, no, for, yeah, yeah. for me there was definitely like a like a very like a point in high school where like I must have had like a class where I made jokes and nobody laughed mm-hmm. and I was just like I'm not the joke guy anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. I used to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, I was like, I used to be like the funny one out of school. Then middle school, I was like, it went away a little bit. And yeah. then high school, it came back. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, there is that weird line. And I, I've heard in other episodes, you guys talking about not being the class clown, uh-huh. or being the class joke maker. Right. And there's something probably less profound that was happening with me with that where, I sort of, I think I just became meaner at one point, and so I didn't, I didn't want people to laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not for you, it's fucking yeah. mine. Uh-huh. And so I became sort of, like, exclusive, and just sort of like, I want my best friend Maddie to laugh at this. So right, I, I became, yeah. like, a whisper girl. <laughs> like, and, hey, I, so here's this piece of paper, yeah. it's not a joke. <laughs> yeah, and it's about that person over there. No, I don't think I was quite that mean, but I, I was yeah. mean enough. I was just sort of like... Gruff. I picture me in high school the way that I picture myself now when I'm drunk, mm. which is just sort of like this really like bad dad, <laughs> like yeah. just sort of like gruff and just sort of like they're they're just sort of red and they're just like they're they're sweaty and they're just kind of a they're just a bad dad and <laughs> um, so I guess we'll get. I, I, you know, Ryan made me second guess changing how this question is asked. But I'm no, ask I like it. I like the way that we ask it. The changed, the changed way, or the, the changed way. The changed yeah. way. All yeah. right. So uh, this is like the, the the one question we always ask. Uh, have you like dealt with depression and or anxiety at all, and how has that affected you? I guess creatively and also just as a person. Yeah, I've absolutely dealt with depression. I think that I'm usually so focused on 
depression that I don't notice anxiety, but I've started to notice that more. I'm like, oh, fine. There's this whole new thing I need to be fucking worried about all the time. Great. That's what this crippling feeling of doom is. Okay. Um, Yeah, I, I do have that. And I think, too... I think that, like we were talking about before, comedy is, like, this way, as a kid, too, comedy is this way to channel, you're an outsider and you're trying to reach these people right. they are yeah. not a part of, maybe, and I think I always sort of felt like an outsider as a kid, because I, this is maybe just, like, way too heavy, but I, <clears throat> or, it just... Zach, too, it's the time. Yeah, this well, time. It, and now I just, it's not even heavy now, this has been, like, <laughs> such a ridiculous lead up, but, um... <laughs> I have no memory of believing in Santa Claus or God. <laughs> Those are so different. But I remember listening to people talk about Santa and talk about God. And I was just shocked that anyone could ever believe in Santa or God. And so I accept, I thought that it was like this thing that everyone's just like pretending right. and everyone's just like. like a, they all laugh and you're like, yeah, you can't. It's like, it's like a joke that you kind of pretend to get. Even yeah, though you don't, even ex- though you don't, you know, every, totally. everyone in the room's laughing and you're like, ha, 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 what? Like- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, and then when I found out that, so then I'm like, okay, the religion's just about people like celebrating these texts that are uh-huh. filled with good words. And then when I found out that's not true, yeah. I was like, I don't feel like I have anything in common with anyone in the world. <laughs> Everyone's religious. And so I think that weirdly being atheist really, really young uh-huh. was mm-hmm. sort of, I had that outsider perspective, and that wasn't necessarily tied into my depression. But right. I think my depression started pretty young, also, and because there's this misunderstoodness to it. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, "Wait, everyone believes in Santa Claus? Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> and but I knew too, as a kid, that I had to go through the motions of like making people believe that I believed in Santa mm-hmm. Claus. <laughs> okay. So it was a lot of exhausting like holiday More parties from like six year old Jane. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was jaded when I was five. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, and maybe that doesn't seem relevant. It just, it, I, there's a certain outsiderness that I think you feel when you're young and atheist and right. also when you're young and depressed. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, no one else is dealing with this. This mm-hmm. is just uh, how my life is. It'll be like this forever. And right. Things never change. And if uh-huh. they do things, they just yeah. go worse, so. Yeah, having to go through the motions isn't usually something a kid has to deal with. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, it's usually an adult thing, right? It's like, oh man, I'm just, I feel like I'm just going through the motions. Totally. You know? But as a kid, it's sort of like, every day is exciting and wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You don't feel like, I just imagine, like, a five-year-old with a cup of coffee, like, I, can't, I don't know if I can do another day yeah. of this. Well, another yeah, well, yeah. I, I had just quit smoking at the time, and so I was, I was a wreck. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, yeah. and it's also, like, when you're young, too, dealing with, like, depression or that kind of stuff, or, like, feeling isolated, like, you've never experienced that. Like, that's brand yeah. new, so you're just, like... Oh, I'm just the weirdest person on earth. Like, yeah, I don't know. and cause and effect. You don't know that this is a different feeling. You just think that this is how life is. And yeah. So I guess bringing it back more towards current times, depression affects me still, obviously. And um, I the upfront is sort of this beautiful thing for me in that way because mm-hmm. it it's it's just so nice and it's just such a hug and it just mm-hmm. makes. It's challenging too, and it feels good to have this thing that holds me accountable and challenges me, mm. and and also that I can, like, it feels really good when you feel awful that you can just walk down there and see a show for yeah. free and probably convince them to give you free wine. Right. And <laughs> I, I, so I think that it's, I know this isn't even the question because this isn't even my comedy, but 
I, I do think it necessary isn't a word I would use because necessary is a word that would make me like rule out an answer on a multiple choice test. I'd be like, <laughs> nothing's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that it's super correlated, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Depression and comedy yeah. and all that. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, and then what's nice about the upfront or just any improv troupe is that like you also get to be around people that are that could potentially be going through the same things. Oh, they all are, yeah, totally. It's the the island of misfit toys. Totally, and it's such a nice island, and I love those toys. (laughs) One thing I I love about, like, the the upfront green room is, like, before a show, like, and it doesn't always happen, but I love it when someone's just like, uh, Mario's really good at this. Name drop. Name the thing drop. Jane hates. Uh, <laughs> Mario's really good about like, hey, how are you doing right now? Yeah. Like, and just like asking you like, like, what's on your mind? Like, you know, we're about to go on a show. Like, I, I need to be in your head. Like, cause you know, we're doing improv. So like, what, what's going on? And it's, and it's cool. Cause it's like, cool. We can just go out on stage. And it's like, I don't know for me, I don't, I don't know if this is your experience, but like improv is like the thing that gets me out of my head the most. Mm-hmm. And like, that's so important for dealing with depression. Cause when you're depressed, like you're just like trapped in your head and you're just like, yeah. how do I escape? this shitty feeling and and i feel like improv is just a really good outlet to just like get out of your head and, and enjoy just like creating something i don't I know i completely agree with you it like forces you to be present mm-hmm. which sometimes i'm so resistant to that it just ends up making me grumpier and i <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah i completely agree with you it does it forces you to be present and i think that connect my favorite way to warm up for a show is just connecting with each other mm-hmm. and figuring out what bullshit happened at work with your friend that is doing the show. And you're like, yeah, that sucked that that person said that to you. And then you go do a great show. Because yeah. you, like, you know the minutia and you know the bullshit. And mm. it's sort of nice to... It's nice to have a group of people that is sharing that together. I think I think that that helps. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, when Alan Rickman died, and so everyone was posting these pictures of him, like, in black and white, and uh-huh. some, like, by a window, and they <laughs> right. have, like, some fucking quote that That's maybe he real. didn't say. Yeah. yeah. The quote that he probably didn't say that resonated with me <laughs> while I <laughs> mourned his death <laughs> was, um, I don't want to be, I want to, never mind. I'm not going to, I hate celebrity death shit. Um. So I just, I, I cared a little when Alan Rickman died as uh-huh. much as I can, but right. I really hate that. And I just felt like I need, but the quote, <laughs> the quote was basically like, people always ask me, how do I act? This is my Alan Rickman impression. Uh-huh. It's very good. <laughs> uh, people, people are always asking me how, how I can act. And I'm always like, go out and see the world, travel, think, read, do these uh-huh. things. And yeah. that's how you'll become a better actor. And, um, and I really agree with that. I think that that gets you out of every rut is mm-hmm. to just... Because I'm always like, I do every single show that I can because I think that that's mm-hmm. so important. And yeah, then if totally. things just aren't working for a while, it takes me a while to notice that. Because right. I'm just like, well, I'm doing every show, so yeah. what could the problem <laughs> be? Uh-huh. And then I, you know, <laughs> go for a walk or take a yeah, night off uh-huh. or, like, reconnect with a friend. Like, right. go to Vietnam on a whim. Like, <laughs> just get a hey, asshole board. That's yeah, that. I do. I, I would love a hey, asshole board. <laughs> Maybe my mom will get me another, like, <laughs> Here, <laughs> please de- decorate this. It's so tough to when you're talking about the Alan Rickman quote, um, like to to actually take advice, mm-hmm. especially with improv, like when people give you notes and things like that. Like it's so easy to give advice because it's so like risk free for you, and you yeah. get to look smart, and the other person gets to look stupid, and like yeah, I great gave some great advice. Yeah, this yeah, pat on the back. <laughs> but like butt. actually taking advice is like. Advice is, like, the worst thing ever. Like, <laughs> well, because you, the whole time, you're like, I know me. Right, I know yeah. this doesn't apply. Yeah. I'm different. Yeah, how do you how do you deal with, like, uh, like notes uh, after, like, an improv show or, or like, uh, just advice, I guess, like, from, from other people? Um, 
It depends on the source, for sure. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, I think that people just like to hear themselves talk, and so... That's why we started this show. (laughs) (laughs) It's you guys. It's just us. Well, I think that there's sort of this... Uh, masturbatory nature to a lot of notes of like, oh yeah, when mm. I began, I uh, yeah, and especially <laughs> I, I find that I don't want to make generalizations, but I find that a lot of times it's like some sage man that's been uh-huh. like, oh, here, here's what you need. And I'm like, I never uh-huh. fucking asked you what I need. Right, like, yeah. So and some but also man. you try like <laughs> not sage at all. Uh-huh. He's probably a young douche, but um, it it's important and it's important to hear feedback mm-hmm. and. So that stuff matters to me, but at the upfront, we're a little quirky with notes. We don't right. get a bunch of them, and you kind of have to seek them out. And so mm. that's sort of helpful because you're begging for feedback. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah, there are certain times where I, I feel like a note I get is wrong if mm. it's from a peer. And mm-hmm. not inherently if it's from a peer mm. that it's wrong, but it's just, um, like, nope. You you don't get to decide how this went. I, uh-huh. I have an input, too, so thank <laughs> right. you for your feedback. Yeah. Um, something else that I wanted to bring up was, this isn't necessarily the case at the Upfront Theater, but improv is generally, like, a male-dominated, uh, mm-hmm. thing. Um, how, how have you dealt with that, coming into, especially coming into it so young, and, uh, yeah. kind of, it seemed, like, the way you described it, sort of all at once, you know? Yeah, it's, it's different, and I think that, I have a lot to say about this, and I'm basically ready to explode oh, go with it. this Please conversation. Explode. Well, I more so, though, would just like to say that... When I was 12, <laughs> Tina Fey was the head writer for Saturday Night Live, and I didn't know that that was weird. I didn't know that that was special. I didn't know that it was special that a woman was the head writer. Right. I had no idea. And I think that that was the most influential thing that could have happened for me. I just I didn't know that that was unusual, and so I never questioned myself because another lady was doing it, and right. I saw that. And so I think that... Um, of course, there's been a ton of bullshit, and I'm ready to talk about it any time. Right. <laughs> but I think for the purposes of the show, I more would just want to... I want to not include that stuff simply because I don't want to give more power to it. Right. I want, mm-hmm. I want people to... And I'm not... <laughs> I don't really know what I, who I'm picturing this audience as, like a bunch of 10-year-old girls like deciding <laughs> what to do with their life. But I just... If <laughs> like, I, these are just like our friends, probably. But I... You know, I I just, I don't want to give more power to the bullshit than it. Uh So, and I want to talk about it, but I more would want to talk about, like, I'm doing it, you know, Mm. in whatever level I'm doing. I'm, you know, performing at a local theater. Like, I'm, like, doing it. But Uh for the listeners at home, I just did air quotes. Um, (laughs) So, I I just think it's kind of important to see it being done and let that shatter Mm -hmm. bullshit. And, but not that I don't think it's an important topic, because I think it's incredibly important. And I think that... Um, I don't want to shy away from mm. talking about that ever. And con- usually if I have a beer, yeah. I'm just screaming about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I agree that sometimes like diving into an issue sometimes can just like further affirm it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just like, dang it, we're talking about it, you know? like Totally. Yeah, that means it's real and it's still a thing. It's sort of like a like a really bad song or a bad artist. Yeah. It's like, oh, these guys are terrible. It's like... Oh man, we're talking about them. That's probably <laughs> exactly. just what they wanted. Exactly, Donald Trump. It's Donald yeah. Trump. Donald right? Trump. Yeah. Exactly. So like. and, and so, I appreciate that question because it that matters to me. That's a topic that really matters to me. But I also just fuck that. Yeah. Rise above. <laughs> totally. yeah. yeah. So that that's my answer. My answer is if you want to know the answer to that, 
um, let's have a beer. Aside oh. from the one that we just had. <laughs> a, do, a new beer. A new beer. Way late at night. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, I get, not specifically. No, okay, again. cool. Cool, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Awesome. We always keep that part in when people don't. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, we don't. <laughs> when people are like, no, we, uh, and then we just slowly fade. <laughs> out. We can uh, keep it going. That, no. So really nothing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> really? Lean, lean into the mic and say no. Let me think. I, uh, let me just. Okay. Mmm. Uh, okay. I'll put the Ryan tongue noise. In yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know there is something I want to say. Okay. In, uh, okay. Oh, in yeah. high school, I used to record myself stirring macaroni with my friends, and we'd send it to Strange Numbers. <laughs> That's what I wanted okay. to tell you. I just wanted you to know. Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. We used to like, okay, everybody, all at once, and we'd like hit, like we'd voice record us like stirring our macaroni. And you dial random numbers, or well, would you like go to the school directory and be like, a lot of times. Vice like, Principal Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, fuck you, Fred. <laughs> Sometimes it would be random based off of a number we already had. So like this ends in 09, so we're gonna do 01. Right. And uh. then, or um, <laughs> we would do like someone that we had met at a soccer tournament. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some guy that like maybe we made out with by the outhouses. <laughs> they were porta potties. Excuse me. <laughs> These aren't chic events. Were there them. any excellent reactions to this, or was it just like hello, hello? Like, oh, it was that we would text it. We would text a voice recording of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I thought you would like go on a call with them. <laughs> no, just... that is way weirder. Yeah. <laughs> What's this it's, sound? What's just this? That... <laughs> is that macaroni? <laughs> it's just the worst sound in the world. Yeah, so I'm glad I glad I took the time to share that. <laughs> All right, so I'm talking about my water bottle. Okay. This water bottle was great. <laughs> this water bottle was great. Uh, I bought it for $12 at Fred Meyer. It probably was $10 because I used to have a 10% discount. Hell uh, yeah. You're really going to get 10%? In some, it's probably $11.50 then. Yeah. Maybe, okay. Or no, $10.50. Excuse me. Jesus. $10.50. Wow. Um, I think I got 10% so at I think Meyer. I got 20%. Maybe I got 20% off of okay. it. I hope you got 20%. Like, very few things have 20%. Certain select food brands have 10%. Uh, electronics is ten percent, so I just get the tax off of like certain fruit bands like Coca Cola or something. Like no, that. not like, co- never. Like Are you kidding me? Oh, really? Yeah, Kroger. Kro- Kroger. Their brand. Uh, the <laughs> okay. the one that was like that had the owl on it. You were so shocked uh, when I said Coca Cola. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was disgusted. <laughs> Coca Cola. You think they give us discounts <laughs> on Coca Cola? Are you kidding me? Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> this is a fucking corporation, John. <laughs> It's only ten percent. A cocaine uh, is already like I, I a got. Dollar. I think I got at least ten percent in everything in home department. I think I got fifteen to twenty on certain departments. Um, yeah, and then ten percent. How could you ever leave that job? Um, <laughs> yeah, and we didn't get. I mean, like I like this. So okay, well, let's talk about Fred Meyer. This is James Act Three. I'm going to talk about Fred Meyer. Awesome. Uh, okay, so, so, sit tight, James. so uh, <laughs> I generally think unions are very good. They protect the rights of workers. Uh, but and I thought this was kind of an okay thing. But we had pay caps, which sucked. So, like, we could only get a raise to a certain point. The home department is, like, the lowest one, too. The pay cap is 15, and you get it over time, which is cool because everyone gets a raise if they've just been here, there a while. 
but there's no merit raises. So it doesn't matter if, if you work hard. Yeah. I, why did I bring that up? I think I had a point to that. Well, because it sucks. It, it sucks. sucks. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, good worker. I didn't get paid for it. I didn't get compensated. And one day you're feeling depressed Mayor. and you're like, I'm going to buy this water bottle. Yeah, okay, we're back on oh, the, yeah, water the water bottle. bottle. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, I think there's something else I was going to say about my it spills pay. a lot. But uh, yeah, okay, so this water bottle was in uh, uh, the uh, sport department. It's a sporty water bottle. It's a sporty water bottle. <laughs> uh, it says Nathan on it. It's Nathan brand water bottle. I like it. I liked it when I bought it, especially. Okay, I'm going to pull this out if I can. So there's this little rubber thing. If I can get it out. I'll just cut this part where I'm struggling. So just watch no, me it's struggle. Cool. It's, it's broth. The timer's not going okay. by, right, just so you know. Oh, no. Oh, shoot. Well, that's okay. What is this? Okay. Just, just All right. So I'm not going to... Okay. <laughs> we're, skip, we're jumping in. All right. So there's this... It's like it's like a normal water bottle. There's like a cap and there's... Oh, it came out. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Where is it? It's right by your right foot. Right underneath your right foot. Well, now I don't... Okay. okay I'm yeah, not going to put it back uh, because yeah, it's gross now. I have a clean now, right foot. <laughs> that's one uh, thing. I don't, I don't have a clean... I don't yeah. think the floor is clean though. All right. So there's like this little rubber nipple that goes on top of this like plastic hole that has like a screw thing <laughs> You're describing this terribly. This. <laughs> as I'm looking at. All right, it. so there's but okay, so there's like uh, there's like one cap, and then there's like this rubber thing that's supposed to make your drinking experience like wonderful, and, but it <laughs> sticks inside the cap, which is unfortunate. So it's, I don't want this back in there. What? <laughs> I'm like demonstrating for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see it. We're losing listeners by the second, Kevin. Oh boy, everyone's right. exiting out of their. I'm so sorry. As, as we speak. Okay, um, this is the first episode I've had any alcohol at all. So. I'm just <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but this is really important to me. Okay, so this cap, actually, I don't. Okay, all right. Uh, so this cap uh, has this rubber thing that's supposed to make your drinking experience wonderful, but the rubber thing sticks to the cap. So now it's just like this weird plastic thing that you're not supposed to drink out of, and it's irritating to me. So I don't drink out of that Why hole anymore. Why don't you get anymore. a new one? There's like a bigger hole under, like the, the bigger cap. The bigger cap you can screw off. So I, I always drink it's like from a that. Nalgene, because it is a Nalgene. Okay, I don't yeah. know what that. I don't it's know a Nathan. Nathan. No, this is what Nalgenes are called. It's like type of water bottle. I thought that Nalgene was a brand, though. Brand. Like, you know, like Kleenex is like... Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean. okay. yeah, okay. But this is yeah. a Nathan. This okay. is a Nathan. Gotcha. Hello, Nathan. <laughs> and so when you drink out of this bigger hole, uh, it, it spills! spills. Wow. That's the whole story. Wow. That, was... <laughs> that was a wild ride, That was Kevin. a long we, walk. It took us a long time. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm going to do this bit on stage. This is a, wait, wait. I have a good line. <laughs> That was a long walk for a short drink of water. Ah! That's what John tells me about yeah. like half of the jokes I write. Boom. John that's, love, that's a good line. John and it's so applicable right here. I like it. I yeah. like jokes that don't have a payout. It's so much funnier to me, but not to audiences. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your water bottle, Jane. It, it, oh, it's, mine it's sucks. Either, no, mine right? sucks too. Yeah, it's... it's uh, I noticed about last week that it was filled with some sort of horrible thing that I figured I should wash out. It probably looked thing? like... Like mildew. Gross. <laughs> I think I have that yeah, too. Yeah, it was. I was like, why do I feel sick all the time? <laughs> yeah, so I think I've been poisoning myself slowly. But now uh, you have an Im- immunity to mildew. Yeah, so. which I've always wanted. And now, if you could please call me Mildew Girl. <laughs> why don't you guys get new water bottles or just rock a cup? Like, you think I'm made of money? John? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. they can honor that 10% off. Yeah, <laughs> I have no fucking idea why. Well, because this. My mom got this at Costco in a three pack, and so I'm always I'm kind of waiting for her to like get pissed at her so that uh-huh. you're the mom. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> She'll get a new one because I like the ones with the little like the little, the little. You have to bite on it. Like, yeah, what? What that, like, <laughs> I've only they can see the picture. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like a, it's like a little rubber thing that flips up. And yeah, you like bite a camelback instead okay. of this contigo. 
I don't know how I got that from what you were doing. <laughs> you know the one with the little... Uh, uh, for <laughs> listeners at home, I look like a fish. Yeah, it's a little... You're gonna make and a little fishes fish fish. can drink all the time. That's a good point about fish. Fish. Fishes. fishes. I think that was the improper pluralization. I of fish. also think that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're right about my plurals. Uh, so uh, talk about stuff. I well, I, we can go either direction. Uh-huh. Stuff that inspires you as an improviser and a creative person, or just something you like. Stuff you like. Stuff you like. I. This is really just specific. Um. I think that subtitles are, like, the funniest thing in the world. And I'll elaborate, because there's no way that makes any sense. Um, I really like watching... I watch everything with subtitles on, because I just think it's fun. And usually I'm watching something on my laptop, because I'm, like, a piece of shit. And I'm, like, laying down, and there's cheese beside me. And um, I... Shitty TV, or just anything, is so much funnier with subtitles on, because you can't give them, like, the benefit of the doubt, because it doesn't sound natural... It doesn't sound natural when it's written right. because they're saying, and so I, I like watching bad TV with subtitles on and just screenshotting <laughs> it the whole time. And so I have these like really like w- like scarily thorough like folders on my computer of like directors or shows, and then like within the show the different characters like Gilmore Girls. I have like a yeah. Rory and a Dean and an Emily, and um, that is awesome. That's great. It's, it, I mean, it's like, it's so weird, I, but I like, I get, and then now I have a Sister Wives one. I've been watching Sister Wives lately. I, there, know. I know what you're talking about. There's one, uh, there's a Breaking Bad one, and it's all over the internet. I'm sure you've seen it. You watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's the scene where like, Jesse is like, go-karting. It's like, he's like, super depressed, and like, he asks Walter, like, hey, you want to go go-karting after this? He's like... Walt's like, uh, no, no, thank you. And he's like, I'll just go by myself. And he's super depressed, and he's go karting, and the subtitles is like, go kart sadly. <laughs> so I, I love the one out of context where it's just that's very Kafka esque. <laughs> he's got like this like weird look on his face. My favorite one from Breaking Bad is when Uncle Hank, one time when he sits down, in parentheses it says, exhales deeply. <laughs> audience needs to know. Yeah. That's the thing, because he's not saying anything when he go-karts. He's, no, he's yeah. clearly sad. No, he but the subtitle is go-karts. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You can see he's, how he's yeah. feeling, too. You don't need yeah, that. It's well, so excessive. And it's fun when you can tell that it was, like, the script or for the hearing mm. impaired. Yeah. So, like, for the script, you know that go-karting sadly was yeah. probably, like, like he's go-karting sadly. Yeah, yeah, just, right. Exhales deeply was, like, they watched it, they were like, ugh. <laughs> 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 Fucking, we need you to know. The hearing impaired at home. They, like, and sometimes subtitles are really uh, described way too much. I remember yeah. I was randomly watching subtitles for Catch Me If You Can, and it was way too, it was, like, uh, it described all of the music as well. So, it would, like, cut to another scene and be like, ominous xylophone music plays and I was just like what? <laughs> this is for the hearing impaired it's sort of like yeah you can't hear music either yeah, so yeah. we're gonna rub it Everything's in your face horrible. Like, but it's also subjective what if it th- doesn't seem ominous to listen yeah, to yeah I mean xylophones are tricky to get ominous too <laughs> that's giving a big compliment, <laughs> compliment to the xylophonist the only I know xylophones are like a real instrument I only can picture like the Fisher Price one that you can like drag <laughs> yeah. <out>. yeah ominous <laughs> ominous <laughs> It crawls across the floor. No one's pushing it. Those parentheticals in subtitles, uh-huh. I have this spooky fasc- fascination with. Um, I I think that the like the parentheticals are things that are like 
crowd murmurs indistinctly. Right, yeah. I think it sounds like slam poetry. Yeah. <laughs> and so for certain things, I'm working on this project right now that is so niche that I think I'm the only person in the world that'll be like, good project. Like, yeah. You've done great job. But yeah. so I'm, I just love it. So I'm making it for me. But it's like this, I take all the parentheticals from a movie and turn it into just like literally line by line yeah, and turn right. it into a slam poem that's awful. <laughs> and then I take screenshots along the way that like complement it or complicate right. it or something. And my favorite one is for Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the remake, not the original. Because I love <laughs> yeah. Jeff Goldblum. And, um, which I know is a pretty contentious point I've, I've found <laughs> when I announce that people are disgusted. So fight me if you want, you I'm guys. Not, I love not, Jeff I'm Goldblum. I'm not disgusted. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I, would, I would fight you if anyway, I wanted they're, <laughs> they're awful. Like, all the things are like, wind blows, woman screams distantly, wind <laughs> howls indistinct. <laughs> and it's awful. And... So I can't decide what I just I I think it's stupid. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I just it's all just exposition, and I hate I hate exposition. Yeah, I can't movies. imagine why, John. Yeah, just the anytime I'm watching a movie or a TV show, and the two characters are like, "What is that? Tell me about that." Yeah. I'm like, "Uh, kill me." Yeah, and There's when it's triggered much, yeah. by like, a, you know what I'm talking about, but I'm right. still gonna elaborate yeah, for thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I like it. I think movies are complex, and I don't, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. It's like, it's like, especially like high concept movies, like Inception, right? There's high like, concept. Inception is not high concept. I have the blue. I, when I came out, I was like uh, in a junior in high school. Sorry, I needed to do my piece on Christopher yeah. Nolan really quick. Bring it uh, up. It's Act Three, uh, <laughs> known as the Kevin shits on things other people like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have the Inception Blu-ray with the shooting script. I got it like the day it came out. I was so excited because I loved that fucking movie. Uh-huh. And then I got to a point where I was like, "This is the worst movie I've ever seen." It's the worst movie I've ever seen. It's not high concept. I mean, we're going into dreams. Whoa, crazy! I'm gonna. I mean, like compared to I mean, like I mean, like compared to like Juno, it's like like there are other lower concept. Things. I think Juno is higher concept. I think Juno is higher in, concept in, in too. I mean, like to the point you where like <laughs> love, like the audience is stretch marks gets on board easily with the reality of Juno than with the reality of Inception. No, right? it, it's Inception is a very. I think Christopher <laughs> Nolan. He just everything's too serious. He's like yeah. he's like this yeah. is so serious yeah. and important, and you need to watch this, and it's gonna blow your mind. And it's just, I'm just like fuck, fuck you. I'll tell you what's gonna blow my mind: <laughs> this teenage girl getting pregnant and dealing with really complicated shit. Yeah, and she still has to pass her classes, and she's in love, and it's. I'm and he's keeping better. up with cross country the yeah. whole time. Oh, what true. an exhausting. No, Juno complex. is a better a, a better film than Inception. <laughs> sure, I've only seen Inception once. I don't feel the need to see it again. A lot of times. Can I tell and you? It's in, it's inconsistent. Is all I'm gonna you say. You guys, I fell asleep when I watched Inception, and I gotta tell yeah. you, that's like one of the most confusing things that can happen to a person. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, <laughs> fuck, we're cook." Watch Inception, or at least I dreamt that I did. Yeah, and but and I, I and I've been like stirring. Stirring it for the listeners at home. I'm pretending to stir. <laughs> what do you like to stir? It's a common theme here. <laughs> Love stirs. Uh, so what's your takeaway? Because we, we, you're the first person we've actually warned about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and all the preparation I've done <laughs> for it. Um, I think that being nice is so important. And that sounds so stupid and it doesn't sound cool and it doesn't sound different or anything. But I really just think that being nice is such a big part of listening, mm-hmm. which is so 
just is like what's going on <laughs> that's important and I think that it's important in all artistic avenues but and I think that being nice is it <laughs> I just think that being nice is really really important <laughs> and I know it's really really no, that's nice yeah. no that's no that's I, great. I think I it like builds that. trust and I think that it establishes your own credit like mm-hmm. um people your opinion carries more weight if you've built respect by being nice and I just think that being nice and carefully entering a community is really important. I'm really unattracted to people that their way of trying to enter a group is by being like, I'm just going to be as loud as I can and do as right. many kicks. And uh-huh. I'm like, no, <laughs> can't everyone do what I do? That's perfect. Like, <laughs> it's so rude. I mean, like, that's not nice, right? I'm like quietly judging. I'm like, he should have been nice. should have been nice. <laughs> I, just, I just think that being nice matters a lot. I like that. It's yeah, a good take. You're not trying to sound cool with your takeaway. Yeah, you know? I'm so, <laughs> decidedly uncool. Fucking pretentious ass Ryan Cuddy. He yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he sounded everything about his episode. I was like, I don't want to go after him. He sounded so cute. Like everything, <laughs> he just sounded like the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> He's getting tons of listens. Good job, somehow, Ryan. Great some job. Way. <laughs> All right, do uh, this is plug time. Plug this time. Is the plug time. Do you have anything to plug? <clears throat> um, you know, I'm always at the upfront, so you can go there and. More than likely, I'll be there. Or I'm out of town, so you could rob my house. What um, days do you usually perform? Usually Friday, Saturday at 8 and 10. Cool. I do Thursdays at 8 when it suits me. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, I'm graduating June 11th. <laughs> so if you can... I thought you were going to forget. Tickets but... are pretty... Uh, they're pretty scarce, uh, but, you know, I, it means a lot to me. Western Washington <laughs> University. Like, just pick a university. Yeah, like, just anyone. Anyway, I'll be know right that one. you care. <laughs> yeah, so I, if you want to come come out and smoke a cigar with me or do something celebratory. <laughs> Some champagne. I think I'm going to do the show that night in my my gown. Yeah, I do think, it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I really need to ride that attention yeah. wave. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> or at, long least, at least your cap. At least your cap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have anything to plug, John? Um, shoot, we actually are plugging relevant things. Oh, was, I'm gonna be at the show at the Shakedown, and that's gonna be uh, March 13th. Uh, oh, maybe it's a it's a St. Patty's Day show. Maybe it's the 17th. I don't know. Check. It's I think it's next week. <laughs> I'll share it. Good we'll, plug. I'll share Good it. plug. It's at the Shakedown, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's on the 13th. I, so think check I'm doing, that I think I'm doing stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> you stayed up there. <laughs> the Shakedown. And make sure when you come and see comedy at the Shakedown, make sure you sit in the chairs that actually face the stage. So Some the people boots. are like, yay, comedy at the Shakedown. And they go all the way to the back. And they don't even... Anyway, that's my real plug. Cool. Sit in the right seats when you go to the Shakedown. I always go in the booths. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you know, like, you're just facing like the complete opposite way. Yeah. It's anyway. a sensory... It's sort of... It's a cool experience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listening to stand, especially when it's when like, if you can't see the performer and the performer's bombing, it just kind of sounds like a dude making announcements. Somebody, somebody, it's like somebody. Um, it just sounds like somebody left their lights on yeah. outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a green Corolla, somebody left their lights on. Anyway, that's my butt plug. That's the color yeah. our Corollas would have, I think, if they had a baby. If they... Sort of like a crappy green. Crappy green. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because you didn't see my Corollas, so you have no so idea what our baby would look like. It would be a crappy yeah. green. <laughs> I got plugs. I, I know I you got, got plugs. plugs. No one asked. No I got them though. Hey, no, what are your plugs? Plug. Uh, my number one plug this Thursday, March tenth. 
Uh, I'm going to be in the Improvised X-Files at the upfront. Yeah. Uh, Yay. 10 o'clock. I think it costs like $5 or mm-hmm. something. It, does. Uh, it costs $5. Uh, I'm going to be in it with Summer Storeholt, who is a Woo-hoo. guest on the show. Episode 2. Yeah, episode 2. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's I've never watched the X-Files. I have to before this show. <laughs> Do you really This have to? Thursday. I, well, I, I think it'd be funny if we didn't watch it. It'd be funny, but it'd also be bad. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, we're, it's going to be a fun show. Uh me and her are hosting it, which is uh, exciting. I've never hosted a show. I'm very excited. Yay! Um, yeah. I've always wanted to tell you ever since uh, we're episode 11 into this now. 12. 12. And, this is, uh, oh, this is gonna be 12. I regret not picking you as a host for last couple of <laughs> Yeah, I regret that too, John. I regret that you didn't do we'll that. that. I'm filled with regret about it also. <laughs> and I don't really know what it would. He, he, so John hosted uh, Last Comic <laughs> Standing up at campus this year, mm-hmm. and all I wanted was to be his co-host. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, John, like Alex Lavalley was in charge of organizing the event. And I was like, Alex, can I be co-host? And he was like, Ask John, it's yeah. fine with me. And I asked John, and John a month before the show too. It was like a whole month, and he was like, I've already do- like written the material for it. Like, oh, good job, John. That's amazing that you had already done that. <laughs> and so I wasn't. Or co-host. that was a really like bad lie. <laughs> so uh, it was a combination of. He was yeah. he was sweating up there. He was sweating. Well, I'm sweating right here. It's not easy to. Was that before or after we had done the process? It was before. Okay. I think then you were like, "Well, we'll do a podcast." Yeah. We hadn't developed our that banter. Was a bad we hadn't this is all like an banter. apology. Was, uh, the podcast thing year, was just actually like next year. We really should host it because we actually yeah. have uh, a chemistry now. I think I know, right, right. We do right, 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 right. I'm really closing the microphone. Okay. We have a chemistry. Do we have anything else to plug? Oh uh, yeah, I got a YouTube channel, youtubecom slash Uh right. I also, my uh, EP did not come out. <laughs> I've lost all faith. Uh, it's going to. I have a lot. Most of it is recorded. But, it, I mean, it was just like, I am a perfectionist. And so you I'm going to re- edit good. all of Jane's episode tomorrow. Thanks. Isn't fun? No, it's not your fault. Oh. It's our, we scheduled oh. it this yeah, way. Yeah, we scheduled We could have. We could have released years later, but we want it to be we released. We want it to be number So two. bad. Thank um, you. Yeah. What else? I think that's it. Cool. Really, just come to the X Files show. That's the right. most important thing. All right. Well, thanks, Jane, for being yeah, on the thank show. Thank you so you guys. much. This is that so was fun. really fun. Hit that button. Hit that button. Hit that button. Thanks for listening to the process. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard here today, uh, be sure to like the Facebook page, facebook.com/slash the process with John and Kevin. Or you can subscribe on like any podcasting app or on iTunes or whatever. We're we're all over the place. The process. John and Kevin. And join us next week for my episode by popular demand. Not really, but we just really want our own episodes. My episode is next week with returning guest Jacob Alexander Ferg. He's going to co-host. Are we still calling him by by his his requested name? His requested name, yeah. Jacob Alexander Ferg will be here to co-host. Jake Ferg will be here to co-host. Jacob, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> Jacob Alexander Ferg will be here, and it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be great. We haven't recorded it yet, so I don't know. It might suck, but well, hey, I have faith. <laughs> Check it out, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>